Have you ever wished you'd been more prepared in the event of a weather emergency? Then get ready because this episode is for you. Weather expert, social media influencer, and storm chaser Jennifer Watson gives you inside information on weather prep and how to protect yourself and your loved ones. Jennifer also provides helpful and affordable items you can invest in for your family and loved ones' safety in the future. Jim, I think what we should do first for those people that you know have been under a rock and don't know who Jennifer Watson is, I think uh, we're we're going to embarrass her a little bit and have her talk a little bit about herself, folks. It's not just like you know Jim and Chris hanging out in their living room talking. Like you have a true Emmy-winning meteorologist here, um, Weather Channel, Agora Pulse, Jennifer. If you would just please give us a you know your you know quickly. The people they want to know um, who they're who they're talking to, who they're who they're uh, listening to, who they're watching tonight. Oh my god, I love you guys, Chris. You're just amazing, Jim. So are you. You guys are the best hosts ever, I think. Um, so I am actually a degree meteorologist. Uh, that's where I got my master's degree in, um, and my undergrad was geography. And I really love math too. I'm like a science math nerd. Um, so I almost double majored in geography and math. Um, but I was a meteorologist on camera, local TV for five years, then transitioned to the weather channel where I was a content producer. I actually built the graphics and was one of the main meteorologists for one of the shows. Then I transitioned to social media and I was a social media specialist there for about four and a half years. And I also, um, and I transitioned from that to the social media manager of Agora Pulse now, but I still do one of their shows, Weather Gone Viral. I'm still on there. So I consult with them. And we have our season six of Weather Gone Viral that's going to be released later on this year. So if you know, you're know you up late at night or the evening and you're not sure what to watch and you see Weather Gone Viral on the Weather Channel, you can click and I'll probably be on one of those episodes. So I like to geek out a lot. I also have a Stormfront Freak uh, podcast, a weather podcast I co-host. Oh, yeah with several other meteorologists where we get to geek out about weather too. So social media and weather are both of my passions, which I love very dearly. And you know what? I think they fit well together, right? Because we like to watch this stuff. I mean, whether it's tweeting about weather or in fact, when I was in a lot, you know, should we start with hurricanes? Yes. I yes. So I, I was a victim of Hurricane Florence. That's one of the reasons why we're all now neighbors in the Atlanta, Georgia area. But uh, I was telling everybody, they're like, how do we communicate? It's like, use Twitter. You know, yeah. everybody was wanting to go download another app, but Twitter is, makes it so easy to communicate. But uh, let's, let's uh, I, I guess, tell us a little bit about what's going on right now. Jennifer, you have like a little bit of a, a weather... Uh, some weather stuff for us. Yeah, we can do a weather briefing. Um, so for those of us, in case you're watching this a little bit later on, um, this is August 11th. So we're right in the middle to a record-breaking hurricane season, which is pretty crazy. Um, we had so many record broken records broken already. And the peak of the season is not until mid-September. And I'm talking about the Atlantic hurricane season. We have the Pacific hurricane season as well. Uh, but the Atlantic is the one that's been extremely active. Um, we now have what could be a Josephine, I believe, in the Atlantic. We have another system that we are watching that's likely going to develop. If that storm develops before August 22nd, 
uh, it'll be the earliest that the J name storm form. So we're just on pace for a record-breaking season. And it's the first time that NOAA, they reissued their forecast for hurricanes for this year. It's the first time they've issued up to 25 named storms. They've never done that before. So the thing is we're anticipating a very active year. Now, does that mean that all these storms are going to make landfall? No, not necessarily. You can have a very active year and all the storms stay out to sea or major hurricanes stay out to sea, but we are likely going to see some major hurricanes. And I believe they're predicting at least three to six major hurricanes. That's category three or higher. So it's kind of scary right now. And when we're going through COVID-19, you know, it's you want to be socially distanced. And the main thing when it comes to storm preparedness is you can't rely on government or really anything else. Yes, they will be there to support. But when it comes to mass destruction, so many thousands or millions of people impacted, they just can't help everyone at the same time. And really the preparedness is up to you to protect you and your family first, because it may take days, even weeks for, you know, city officials, government officials to be able to have the manpower to help everyone. So that's the most critical thing. And so I'm a storm chaser as well as, you know, a meteorologist. So we're going to talk about a couple of different things, uh, different products to keep your family safe, make sure you are prepared. And there's some really cool new ones now um, that are awesome. Even if the apocalypse happens, you guys would be okay. But Mm -hmm. let's talk about this first product that uh, Jennifer brought to our attention, which I think I almost want to go out and buy one. And that is the, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but is it like the the Logia 5-in-1 Wi-Fi weather station, indoor, yeah. outdoor, that, wow. Tell, tell us about this, Jennifer. So this is kind of for the weather geek in you. If you have a weather geek, there's always a weather geek in the family somewhere. Um, what I love about this is when you think about weather, there's a lot of um, microclimates. And you really see this in the summertime that you're experiencing right now where you see it raining down the street, but not over you. And you're like, how did that happen? There's something in that air that was more unstable down the street than where you are that caused that. And so I'm always fascinated with what is the temperature drop once it rains? Or if I see a front moving through or know a front is going to move through the wind shift. And so this is like your own personal little weather station. Um, and it's, you can teach your kids about the weather with this as well. But it's truly digital. You can look at the dew point temperature, the actual temperature, the different wind speeds, and all sorts of other atmospheric conditions. Now, it, this is probably one of the lesser expensive. You can have one that costs several hundreds of dollars. But this is a basic one that I love and I think does a really good job when it comes to the digital outdoor weather station that you want to have at your house. So you can monitor the weather and you can even, you know, teach your kids and keep tabs on it. So during the COVID atmosphere, or if you just teach your kids at home, you know, you school them at home, this is great for science, right? You can teach them about science, about the weather as different fronts move through. So this is one of my favorites. And there's also payment plans with this as well. Um, It's got an almost five-star rating, which is really good um, when it comes to any kind of products. So if you're a geek and you want to pay attention to the weather where it is over your house, or you want to help teach the weather to your kids, this is a perfect product for that. I love that because it's it's so um, direct for yourself. It's it's very low. It's it's hyper localized. You know, whenever we're you know you're watching television and everything, you have to keep it somewhat general. Obviously, this yeah. is like 
in your very specific area. And I also love how you made that about teaching your kids um, this, this kind of stuff. It's, it's super interesting um, yeah. and fun as well. As, as opposed to just being some scary thing because a hurricane's coming or a tornado's coming or like whatever um, type of deal. So this is great. I love this thing. It's even amazing, even here, you know, and it, it seems like maybe, and maybe that's why the Weather Channel is located here in Atlanta. You can have crazy storms up where Chris lives and we don't get a drop down here. And oh. it's like, where did it come from? Well, and when you're creating a 70 forecast, um, you know, it can fluctuate between like even 10 to 15 degrees across your viewing area. So having a seven day forecast for just Atlanta, you know, it's going to vary, especially once you live in a specific location for five to 10 years, you start to understand, okay, it's always going to be a little bit cooler here or a little bit warmer based on that seven day forecast. I mean, like you said, Chris, it's hyper local. There are micro scale things that impact the weather locally uh, within towns, within neighborhoods that can make big impacts um, when it comes to how a storm is impacted by you. Um, And since we're talking about Atlanta, the Southwest portion of Atlanta um, is known as the mini tornado alley in Atlanta because storms tend to produce tornadoes as they go over the, the Southwest portion of the region which is fascinating. And it's likely due to a little bit of mountainous terrain down over that, um, that area. So, which is intriguing, but yeah, so this weather station is awesome. And I like the full color led display. Um, obviously as technology has improved over the past 10 to 15 years, you get cooler and cooler things. So this is one of those, it's a decent price. Um, and it's a good system. And so this can be something for your Christmas holiday wish list that you can put on. So. Yes. Remember that, Chris. I, I'll, be, I'll be looking for that. Me too, Chris. Jennifer, you know, something that, I, I don't know when this started too, you know, we talk about the name storms when it comes to hurricanes, but even now winter storms have now started to gather names. How did, how did that all come about? So that's actually something that's purely created by the Weather Channel. So over in Europe, they actually name high and low pressure systems. Um, and each one gets a designated female or male name. So naming storms other than hurricanes is not a new thing um, globally. Um, they do that a lot in Europe. And basically, it was something where uh, one of our winter weather experts, Tom Nizzle, who worked at the National Weather Service in Buffalo, New York, for over 30 years, he dealt with a lot of lake effect snow. And those are very micro scale events where you get these very thin bands of snow that maybe are only three miles wide um, or even a half mile wide and three miles long, very thin. And so um, he actually helped create the, the buff kit, which is like a way we look at different weather models as a meteorologist. But he wanted, we wanted to create something at when we were at the weather channel. And this was Um, other meteorologists trying to figure out how can we raise awareness to really impactful winter storms that could cause a higher threat of, you know, potentially damaging property, taking lives. And so naming storms has a threshold kind of like hurricanes in a little bit of a way, Mm -hmm. but it's something truly unique to the Weather Channel. And I think, you know, the Weather Channel would love for it to become, you know, government or, you know, more widespread. Um, But it would take a while, you know, for in a political setting for something like that to get passed. So it's 
it's the Weather Channel's way of making sure that people know that, okay, this particular storm is going to be a big one. So you need to prepare for it because there's always little, you know, disturbances, low pressure systems that could produce snow or maybe even a little bit of freezing rain. But it's the big ones that will really impact travel. Um, cities could cause power outages that we name. And there's different um, reasons why we name certain storms. So, Got it. yeah, it's right. all about public safety. And it's one of those things we always tell people, don't drive over a flooded road or through a flooded road because you don't know how deep it is. And what do you see all the time? People are like, eh, whatever, we're going to risk it, you know? <laughs> right. and, and, and so it's our, we're just trying to save lives, you know? Right. As a meteorologist, that's your biggest goal in making sure people are prepared. But as we know, when you're in a storm, power goes out and yes. it's inevitable, right? And that's like one of the first things they say is that this is going to be the impact of possible power outages throughout this particular area. And mm -hmm. I love this next item that you suggested. So talk to us about this portable charger you, you uh, okay. recommend. So Anchor is one of um, my favorite brands. They're very well known for their chargers. This has four and a half stars as well. That's 30,000 ratings at almost four and a half stars, wow. which is a lot. And you could charge your phone. I'm not even sure the exact stats of uh, my new iPhone, but probably um, at least between seven and eight times. Um, I, I've never had an issue with it or really lost charge. I'm really good at charging my devices um, and my chargers, but I have between four and five portable chargers that I travel with when I go to conferences. They're good for conferences. They're good maybe to keep um, once everyone starts getting back to work eventually. Um, but it's always good to keep something charged because even in a severe thunderstorm, um, they can pop up sometimes and it could knock out power and you're like, well, crap, my phone is about to die and you can charge it. So these are great. Um, and this one... Yes, it may be a little bit more expensive, closer to $50, but it's worth it. It'll last and it's amazing. And you have multiple different plugins too. So you can plug in multiple devices. It's not just, you know, yeah. one device to charge. And so I would say, especially when it comes to major storm systems like a derecho or, you know, big widespread severe storms or a hurricane where you could be out of power for days to weeks, you need one, if not two. I would say at least two power supplies um, for a family, if and, not more. And you can even, I think, with the uh, the plug, you could actually put that in to say, example, your car charger, if you get the right type of car charger, and mm -hmm. recharge this battery so you can continue to have it. Because, yeah, sometimes it may be a while before you get internet back, but you can still get that cell phone working. So that's definitely, mm -hmm. definitely something you want to have. And it's critical yeah. to let your family know that you're safe. You know, that you have a way to yes. watch the news, get information. Because um, a lot of times when it comes to weather, um, Twitter is used mostly with updates, you know, because it's the most timely social channel. And so I monitor Twitter all the time for different hashtags with storms. So you're a social media expert as well. So how do how would someone use Twitter if they're in a storm? How would they know what hashtags to follow all of that stuff. Why, you know, even I guess someone who barely knows Twitter, maybe doesn't really understand it, have, just has an account and doesn't really, you know, know anything, but knows that Twitter, like you said, is, is a useful tool uh, to be able to communicate things. How would they do that? So, and it's that's a great question. So, with the recent hurricane, Hurricane Isaias, 
you would want to do hashtag Hurricane Isaias, hashtag Isaias, and then whatever state you're in. So this is something that mostly the National Weather Service and meteorologists use, but it's G-A-W-X for the states. So the state abbreviation, G-A, and then W-X is always the abbreviation for weather. So hashtag G-A-W-X and then hashtag Atlanta and then get more granular where, you know, I'm in Woodstock. So I'd be like hashtag Woodstock. So there's a lot of, there's, I think at least five other Woodstocks in other states, but you want to get granular and you can follow those hashtags and search them. Um, And that allows you to see, you know, people will use those hashtags and you can get updates on the different weather going on as wide as the hurricane impacting the Eastern seaboard to specifically your state and your town. And so that's what, whenever there's um, a major hurricane, I will do the hashtag of the hurricane and create a whole like Twitter list for that, a new column and monitor all those tweets and see what areas are being impacted. If I want to know specifically in Georgia, I'll do hashtag GAWX or hashtag Georgia hurricane. Um, And and you'll kind of notice what's trending. Um, And usually if it's a landfalling hurricane, you can look um, at the top 10 trending hashtags on Twitter. And usually it's one or two, if not three of them. So that's a great question though, Chris, a very good question. That's why when I was at the weather channel doing social media, we use Twitter over any other social media platform because you would not post a tornado warning on Facebook with the algorithm where you could see it two days right. later and think three, that three people town, saw it. Yeah, and that your town has a tornado warning. We would never do that. Um, if anything, and even when it comes to um, different things on Twitter, we timestamp it because you get frequent updates, especially during landfall. We will get hourly updates from the National Hurricane Center. Uh, on what the the progress of the storm and what it's doing, so things kind of get um, old fast, retired fast information. So wow. awesome, awesome intel! Thanks for that. This next kit we're going to talk about, which is the GoPro Hero Seven, really lets you chase the storm. Am I right? It does. It does. So when I was um, the social media specialist on the TV side of the Weather Channel, we created uh, seven to eight kits for our live teams to go out with so they could actually go live on different social channels. And um, we didn't have, so we actually had a much bigger uh, kind of suitcase kit, but GoPro is one of those things that all storm chasers, um, and I do not, I'm going to put this out there, I do not recommend chasing storms um, unless you're a scientist, you're with a scientist or a meteorologist um, that that you got to be very, very careful. So definitely if you don't know what you're talking about, meteorology, everything, don't do that. Um, but let's say you're on the coast and you're like, I ha- I'm evacuating, but I want to see what happens or do a time lapse. You can set up a GoPro, but this is waterproof. This is the entire kit of literally anything you could possibly need for GoPro. It's a, a little pricey. Um, it's almost $340 but you can get it for cheaper than that. Um, If anything, get the basic GoPro. Um, This is a GoPro um, 7, Hero 7. And I love this. This is also an iographer bendable tripod, um, which you can also get on Amazon as well. But you can just get the basic GoPro. And then you would also want uh, the waterproof case that is in that kit. So if you can't afford the whole kit, at least get the waterproof case. But this is something that you can set up outside somewhere or if you don't have a waterproof case you can bend these different this is why i love this um tripod 
because you can bend it, hook it to something, anything, um, even the edge of the couch and point it outside. But this is one of those things that maybe you want to capture the storm, right? You're maybe in a safe enough location, but you're still going to get some wild weather. Or if you're going to go storm chasing, or you know what, if you're going to go traveling on vacation with your family, socially distanced safely, um, you can capture some really great family photo from this. Uh, my sister, who she's a weather enthusiast, but um, she doesn't really go storm chasing that much, but she uses her GoPro all the time with her kids, capturing images of her kids. And you can do fun like time lapses and everything. So it's multi-purpose. This isn't just for weather. Um, you can use this for anything, but it's especially good if you want to capture different kinds of weather moments. So if you have been, you know, very good this year, um, Santa may surprise you with this kit, or maybe someone else in your family may be like, you know what, Jim, Chris, you have been amazing this year. Cheers. But you know, you know I, I heard something I think I was more interested in. So when when your you know your your partner in, in crime Brian isn't around, I have a Jeep. Chris has a truck. You're a meteorologist, so if you need to chase some storms locally. Just, just let us know. We're happy to be your your escort. I, I think, uh, as I you said, we can that. only chase storms if you're with a meteorologist. So, Chris, we just solved that problem. Yes. Only if I can podcast from yeah. the, the from the chase, like a live podcast while we're doing it. Otherwise, I'm out. Sorry. I think that would be fun. No, seriously. What we would do, I when I go storm chasing, we do this. We mount GoPros, probably at least four, um, so we get all the directions. And we go live. We have a live stream going um, the entire oh. time. So yeah, we have four in a car, two meteorologists at least. We have a dedicated driver and a dedicated um, internet uh, tech guru. And also they look at the map as well. Um, just like on Twister. You don't fold the maps. You roll the maps. Um, <laughs> right. but, but they pay attention to the back roads because you go on a lot of dirt roads sometimes to follow storms. And I think we're going to hit it back toward protecting your family um, yeah. and refocusing on that. Um, I wanted to get the, the, the tech gear kind of in there too. Um, but it's also really about making sure that you have certain apps on your phone to get alerts, but you have multiple ways to get information. And the one thing I love is the Midland Emergency Crank Weather AM FM radio. And I have one of these and it's small. It's perfect. Unfortunately, um, I left it at my house. I'm not in my main studio right now. And so, but it's, it's fantastic because you can crank the power and it has a flashlight with it. You can charge your cell phone with this as well. If you don't have one of these, if you don't have the battery pack, you can still charge your cell phone with this. And this is actually perfect for if you have elderly parents um, or someone that's hard of hearing that you need to be warned of a storm or need to get alerts. This thing will wake you up. It will, there's no doubt about it. Trust me, it'll wake you up. We had um, a tornado warning in Atlanta uh, last year and around 2 a.m. And Jim, you were close to me. I don't know if you got alerted, woken up by that or not, but I, I faintly got woken up by the sirens, the tornado sirens outside. But you need another alert on your phone, like an app or a weather radio. And a radio is so important. I know it may be kind of an archaic technology now, but Radio, when everything goes out, cell phones and everything, radio is what's there, what stays. You can program this to specific counties. Um, you can even program it. So let's say you live in Atlanta, but you have a, a son, daughter, family, whatever. 
you know, where there's a hurricane's going to hit, you can change it to their county that they're in. So maybe you can give them updates if you need it. You can keep an eye on your family. So it's an all-in-one. You, it's crank, so you can make sure it always has power. Um, it's got the flashlight. You can charge your phone on it, and you've got all sorts of different settings. And well, it's, it's got multiple power sources, right? So you can plug, is there a USB? You can plug and charge your phone and it's got a solar. I mean, it's got, I mean, it's like a total Swiss army knife um, of high quality, like everything you need if you get in that kind of situation. And not only that, I'm seeing a dog whistle on the, right? yes. I mean, what is that about? I mean, to, to, you know, get your dog in the house or like, what is that for? I have no idea. So the dog whistle is for when they send out search teams. So let's say that you're under, God forbid, you're under rubble, you're stuck in a place and it's a high enough pitched noise that the dogs will hear it and the rescue, like they'll hear it first and come to you, which is, I had no idea. I would have never thought of that. So yeah. So if you have this with you, you're able to, yeah, that's, wow. That's a great idea. And, And this is, the dog whistle is even more so, obviously, with hurricane rescue and cleanup, really devastating hurricanes, but also tornadoes, too. When you have huge tornado outbreaks and buildings collapse and everything, you might be stuck somewhere. This is how they're going to find you. If, like, God forbid, you're just stuck and buried. So it's literally everything you can think of. And right now, with all that's going on, I would say be smart, be safe, and just get one of these for you and your family. Um, or if you have parents, you know, aging parents or anything, just so you know that they're safe and they have something. Yeah. Yeah. Great idea. Okay. We're going to try to impress the meteorologist with (laughs) the items that, that we think would be great. And I was like, well, you know, you absolutely need a flashlight. Like you, like, you know, when the power goes out, you need a flashlight. Like, and I've always used mag lights and mag lights were always great, but they're all, they always are like super heavy and I've never seemed to have enough D batteries around for what, but it was like, there was one item in the list that you, um, that, that you put in the carousel that we actually, um, also put in the, in the carousel. This isn't one of them, but <laughs> when I saw this, I was like, what am I doing with a mag light? This is the flashlight that I need because it also does all of these other things. And it's also bright as all get out, but yes, uh, it is. Yeah. This thing. So it's as bright as the sun. It will <laughs> literally like, it literally will light up anything. You can also charge your phone in it as well. Um, so this is, and I, I put this in because I know the Midland Weather Radio also has a flashlight. This one is bigger, and but it has another way to charge your phone. And I love how the way that technology's moved over the past 15, 20 years that we all have cell phones that everyone's thinking about this. You can never have too many cell phone chargers ever, I don't think. I um, so this is perfect or another source to charge it but I like it because it's got the lantern and it's got the main focusing light. So the lantern, if like, God forbid, you're just, you're out of power, but you're safe at home, you can use it and put it in a room and it'll lighten up the room. Or if you're searching for someone or something, looking through things at night um, and you have to do that, you've got the main focusing light beam that can allow you to look through debris or other things if you need it. And this can be used for anything as well. I mean, it can use, for camping trips, um, anything you could think of. Um, but it's it's pretty, it's waterproof, which I love too. And so if you're 
if you're stuck outside or, you know, in a difficult situation, whether it's storm related, but, um, it's waterproof. And it's one of those things that you can use it for a variety of things because it has five light modes. So you can do super bright if you're trying to get someone's attention. Hey, we're over here. Or if you're like, oh, we're just camping for leisurely fun with my family and you want to read or stay up late, you can do that as well. And so I think it's, I don't know, it's hiking, camping, um, weather safety, all of that. But I, when I think of flashlights, you don't think of a basic flashlight anymore. Right. I mean, yeah. This I has mean, I can't believe it's 30, 39 bucks. I mean, that's that's a deal. It does all it does all of that stuff for for thirty nine bucks. I mean, you pay not that much um, less for just a basic flashlight. And I well, love the fact that it has all the different. It's waterproof and it has different light settings too. It's not just one size fits all. And it's got like the flashing mode, right? I mean, yeah. That's yeah. that's pretty cool there. Right down you know, on the side of the road. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and and just think you can charge it with a cable, right? This isn't where I gotta mm-hmm. go, you know, buy more batteries or my batteries that are in there are dead. Now what do I do? Um I mean that no, that's and even I, I love like the idea of the lantern, right? You mm-hmm. can even just take it out in the backyard. Because I'm assuming that top light, you would just turn it off unless you wanna, you know, get in touch with the aliens with the light shining up at the sky. <laughs> Exactly. And one thing to think about is, which I can't believe it's August, we're nearing fall, we're nearing winter uh, weather season, is it's always good to have a car safety kit as well, um, just in case you break down or anything else in the middle of the night, you have to change a flat tire. This will be there to protect you. And so one of the things my dad, um, when I left for college, like I have a toolkit in my my car with a flashlight with like all the basic screwdrivers hammered, anything I could potentially need um, if I got broken down. And so this should definitely be somewhere in a car or in in your in your safety kit. And, sure. and you know, this is this is another this would be a great gift item. You know, like you said, it's affordable. You could give one to all your family members so that they have something they can keep in the car. I mean, I, I just love the fact that. You know, the LED lights, right? They last longer as well, as far as bulbs go. The fact oh, yeah. that you can just charge this so many ways and it's, it can back up as a, as a charger for your cell phone. I mean, that's... I never had seen that. She, she got us once again. <laughs> I think everyone should have a first aid kit. No matter uh, whether you have kids or anything else, it's just always good to have. And especially in your car um, because you can take it anywhere. And this one is probably the most hardcore first aid kit. Um, I think you could buy. There are um, less inexpensive ones. This is for hardcore emergency. It comes with scissors. It comes with all the gauze. Um, if, if you need, like you sprain an ankle, this is like a hiker's pack almost. Um, if you travel a lot in the desert, but mm-hmm. let's say you're in a hurricane situation and, you know, people are injured or a tornado where you're worried about debris, right? Debris is the biggest thing we're worried about when it comes to tornadoes and one of the biggest killers of tornadoes and even hurricanes. I mean, a hurricane is can be like a category or um, uh, an EF2, 3, or even stronger tornado, but it lasts for hours. And you've got tree branches and pieces of houses and other things flying in the air that can nick you. And so having some type of an emergency kit is great. This you will have for life. You're never going to need to resupply this. I mean, 
this is there to take care of you, your family, the entire neighborhood, perhaps. Um, <laughs> but it, it's there. And there are less expensive ones. But this is one of the ones that I think does an incredible job. The ratings are great. And it contains just about everything you could potentially think of if you were to get minorly injured and you were not able to get to medical care or medical treatment for hours mm-hmm. or potentially days. This is this is what you need. And I would say if you live in, you know, along the eastern seaboard or um, you know, in Tornado Alley, one of those regions, you need to have something like this um mm-hmm. where it can be there to help you and, you know, help protect you and everything. And others well, to your point. I mean, I yeah. think yeah, a lot of this is like you know, obviously you look at something like this and it's, uh, and there are less expensive, um, first aid kits for sure. Um, but you know, this is, it, this is an investment that you can, you, you know, know that you're, you're going to be, um, you're going to be taken care of in terms of being able to have what you need, not only just for those loved ones that you have in your home, but like you said, there could be others around you that um, are close to you, whether they're family, whether they're friends, neighbors, whatever, that you could also help. So this is, this is a great item. Yeah. And we all know with tornadoes, especially, I mean, it's amazing how it can destroy a house, um, but two houses down, there's maybe minor roof damage. I mean, it's really just as simple as that. And so having some kind of first aid kit, especially with a very active hurricane season, it only takes one major hurricane or a hurricane in general to make landfall to be devastating. How are you going to get your water, right? Water is so important. It's probably the thing that hurts people, I would say, more often than not when it comes to storms or just in general is people forget to hydrate. And so this is a this is really pretty cool piece of gear. It really is. And one of the reasons why you want to think about water and hydration is a lot of times when severe weather happens, it's in the summertime, it's in the spring, it is hot, it's humid, you're already losing more water than you'd expect. You're out in the elements too, you're out in the sun, you're not protected, or you're cleaning up debris, searching for people, you're not just relaxing in an air-conditioned place. And so it's even more critical for you then to stay hydrated. Um, I'm one of those people, guys, I drink nonstop water all day long. Like there's no lack of hydration. Um, my boyfriend, Brian's like, geez, Jen, I'm like, I know. Um, but I, that's how I am. But you want to make sure you have several of these containers. And I love how this one is BPA free. Um, it's a collapsible water container. It's not like, it doesn't have to take up a lot of space, but when you know a storm's going to come, you can fill it up with water. And this is 5.3 gallons, um, which is amazing. Also, if you're camping, this can be great for that too. Hiking. Um, and a lot of families right now are renting RVs. RV sales are through the roof right now. And this is a great option for you to keep just fresh water handy for everyone um, uh, nearby. And But this is water. We can't survive without water that long. Food, a little bit longer. You know, we could survive without food, but water is necessary. And if you're dehydrated, you know, you can you run the risk of heat stroke, um, all that stuff really quickly, um, especially like right now where we're in the heart of summer and it's like the hottest where it is going to be in the northern hemisphere for many locations. So and it's, it's like, like isn't it like a gallon per person per day, right? Yeah. Isn't that like what's the what's the math there in terms of preparedness? 
Yeah, I believe it's a gallon of water per person per day. You want to think about that. And I always overdo it with water. I always add extra. Always assume you're going to need more when you're thinking of preparedness kits because you just never know. Or some neighbor of yours that survived as well, maybe didn't prepare as well as you did. And so instead of sacrificing your own, you're able to provide them um, water and food. So you got to think about that as, you know, one of those things. Um, So I always try to over-prepare, but at least a gallon of water per person per day. Little kids, maybe not quite as much, but you just want to assume that anyway, um, because you just never want to run out with water. So this is one of those great things that you haven't invested in and they're collapsible. Um, Under 13 bucks, guys. You know, it's... If you just get a couple of these, um, I would say, you know, maybe one per family member. And that way you're taken care of for at least five days or so. And and, and would you say a lot of times, because you've seen a lot of this, Jennifer, what would you say the normal, like, say, is it usually like be prepared for at least three days? I mean, don't just think like, oh, in 24 hours, everything's going to be back to normal. I mean, what are your what are your thoughts there? Is and you And you brought up earlier in this show, which I think is very important, as much as we hope that the the government, whether it's our state and local or federal government, is going to get to us. They've got to wait one for the storm to end, right? Mm-hmm. And then they've got to get everyone together because it's not like they're all like waiting. Especially sometimes this stuff comes out of nowhere. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, it's it's you always want to, and um, like, like I said before, you've got to assume the worst. And I always like to have a week's worth of food, especially if you're not going to evacuate. If it's a voluntary evacuation and you're one, and a lot of people are like this. And I I get the mindset of people that want to stay with their home or maybe they can't afford to evacuate as well because it can be very expensive because once they block the roads, you may not be able to return for a couple of weeks. And then you're having to pay for a hotel, finding places to sleep. So I understand that, but people have to just under understand and know there isn't a whole government team for every person, every family. There's just no way in a major catastrophic event, I don't care how prepared your government, city government, um, you know, country government is, that they can help every single person right away. There's just no way. And they're going to focus on the, the areas that need, that are the worst destroyed. Um, they're going to work on rescue units and saving them, making sure hospitals are okay, all of that. So if you're healthy, but you're just like, okay, my house was destroyed. It may be a, a week or even more before you get help. So you just got to be prepared for that. Um, it's up to you to prepare. Um, the government, you know, city officials and all them will try and help out. But when there's a massive event like that, they're trying to do power, clearing the roads, they're trying to do everything they can, but there's just no possible way that they can help everyone at once and as fast as they want right. to. Everyone, they of course, they want to help everyone as quickly as possible, but there's just no way that can ever really happen. Right. Um, and so, yeah, you just want to prepare for the worst and that way you're more relaxed and you can even help others um, that maybe didn't prepare, prepare like you did. Wow. And so we have, we have one last item that you uh, brought to our attention. And I will tell you that not only could we have used it here at my house, but we probably could still use it. And that is the Hurricane Socks by New Pig. Yes. We've had a couple times where we've had basement leaks from heavy rains. And this would have been perfect to stop the water from going all over the basement and me having to use my wet dry vac for hours and hours and hours. 
Yeah. And so these are amazing. So these are hurricane socks. And so when you think of them, you're like, do I wear them? What does that do? <laughs> so, you know, it's one of those things. So you've got to be careful of low-lying areas and especially water damage is one of the biggest things that really, if your home's not destroyed or something like that, um, if you're near the coastline with the storm surge, um, like water and flooding causes the most deaths. I believe, other than any other factor when it comes to hurricanes, but also causes probably the most damage as well due to mold and other things. And so these socks, you can put them along the doorways or if some there's a place that's leaking, they can absorb up to one gallon of water. They are mildew resistant, but they can, they're really good for any kind of emergencies or to avoid avoid some kind of devastating water damage. They're kind of heavy. It's like a sandbag, but it's like a snake. And it's specifically made like sandbags aren't um, mildew resistant, but this is specifically made to help block water, absorb water, so to protect whatever you have. And depending on the hurricane or storm or whatever, um, if it's a river that's flooding, let's say if you live in a floodplain, these are something to invest in as well. But um, you, you got to be careful. You got to be aware of your risk and your flood risk. And this may not be able to prevent all the flooding, but maybe give you enough time to save furniture or something else, move it um, while it absorbs water before water actually rushes in. But this is one of the coolest things um, that you can use to um, prevent that kind of damage and even basic flooding too. And it's only $40 and it's a pack of 12 and so obviously they're not that tall, right? Um, if there's like a major river flooding situation, you would want sandbags and other things. Right. But this, they're good to have on hand. We, you know, if it's 12 pack for 40 bucks, why not? It could prevent a ton of, and when you think of mildew and mold and water damage, because it can take a while for them to allow you back into your homes. That's maybe one of the most frustrating thing about evacuations. You evacuate, but then they don't let you back in until they deem it safe. And right. you could have water, even a, the like an inch of water can and can create mold and all sorts of problems Ruin within a week everything. or two. Yeah. So this could potentially save a lot of heartache and um, a lot of pain. Yeah. There's yeah. That's that's a. Uh... I wish I had had this a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny. I had, I, in my old house, we would have, it was like actually water seeping up through um, the cement in our, um, in our garage. And so I wish like this probably wouldn't have quite helped with that, but we had some flooding issues there too. So even minor basement flooding, this can mm-hmm. help prevent until, you know, you can find someone to help fix the problem. So, but with $40, like, Nothing beats it for twelve of those. I, I think the flashlight beats it by a dollar. But that's- I would have both. I'd be like, guys, you know, let's agree we're going to spend eighty dollars on each other this holiday season. You can give me both of those things. Getting and socks then- and flashlights. Yeah, this is all, this is all about. Uh, I don't know how this turned into like a holiday thing, but uh, you know. <laughs> I'm ready for some eggnog and, you know, <laughs> Christmas cookies or something. I don't know. Um, I'm I mean, in the holiday spirit. Can we put up a Christmas tree or some kind of holiday lights of some sort? Like, let's make that happen. But yeah, so, but we're actually, it's not Christmas time because Christmas time would be the end of hurricane season. Um, both Pacific and Atlantic is November 30th. And things, looking at the weather patterns right now, if you're watching this, you know, a little bit later, um, this may be a little bit dated, but from mid uh, August to mid September, 
um, things look pretty active and the peak of hurricane season is mid-September. And so things can still stay active. And mm-hmm. if you remember back in 2005, we had some of our devastating hurricanes, Category 5, even in October. So you got to be on alert. Usually after Halloween, it's less likely to get anything too strong or anything making landfall. It's still possible. But now is the time to repair, guys. It really, really is. And you want to be prepared year-round for all different varieties of severe weather, whether it's winter-related, you lose power from that. Um, There's a flood, uh, tornadoes, hurricane, all of that. And a generator is another thing. If you have the money to invest in one, definitely do that. Um, They would be the most expensive thing on the list. But at least, you know, if it's really cold, um, you would be able to stay warm. This has been fun. I I hope you enjoyed it. You know, I've learned a lot. I thought I knew a lot. I obviously don't know anything. Yes, Uh, you do. Yes, you do. You schooled us. Thank you so much. We know something now. Uh, know, you know, yeah. and I really know. love Jennifer how um, you you took this and you and you said, you know what, you can't leave it up to others. You have to take it upon yourself to mm-hmm. prepare uh, for you and yours, right? But I also loved how you tied in the family to yeah. all of these things, and really about helping others around you as well. So, like you know, it, it just because you have, you know, it's not just about you right and so a lot of these items and a lot of these things it's like you if you're prepared you could help others that may be in need that are nearby neighbors family friends so i mean this is this was an amazing um an amazing show and and you made it that so thank you so much for joining us jennifer tell us uh, i i know that you do some other live stuff where could people uh watch you uh if they want to catch you know learn more about some of the other things you do So I am right now, um, I'm currently the social media uh, manager at Agora Pulse, and I do two live shows with them a week. Uh, We just had one earlier today, uh, our Lunch and Learn on Tuesdays at 1 o'clock Eastern. That's in the Agora Pulse Facebook group, Social Pulse Community. Um, And it's exclusively in that Facebook group. And then on Fridays, we have um, Social Pulse Weekly at 2 o'clock Eastern. And that's a live show that's on the Agora Pulse Facebook page, YouTube, LinkedIn, Paris scope. And we have expert guests on all things social media and marketing. And we just geek out and have fun. And it's just a great way to support each other. And then you can catch me on Weather Gone Viral. Um, that's going to be released later on this year. If you want to geek out weather with some fun viral weather moments, um, that'll be on the Weather Channel coming up that, later. That's year. probably the one thing that can go viral, I would say, is weather. I don't know about some of these other people when they say they're going to make you go viral. But weather, yeah, that's definite. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's so crazy. And if you want to capture some viral weather moments, you just get the GoPro and you there got you it. Go. Awesome. You're, you're set and ready to go. But yeah, no, this is great. We'll, we'll definitely do like a stocking stuffer winter one. So with that, Chris, you want to take us out? And we don't know when we'll be back, but it will be soon. All right. Thanks again, Jennifer. We appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Dealcasters. Congratulations. You've taken another step forward in your content creation journey. Please don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button here in your favorite podcast player so you can be reminded every time we drop an episode. We love hearing from our listeners and viewers. And if you're wanting to watch our shows live on Amazon, feel free to follow Dealcasters Live as well at dealcasters.live. Follow us on Twitter or subscribe to our YouTube channel 
where we also included added content that you cannot find anywhere else. If you have questions about this episode or have something you want us to review, you can also email us at dealcasters at dealcasters.live. Thanks again for listening. And you know the deal. Don't fear the gear.